The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by that end barbecue. Time for touchdown or turnover. Today, touchdown turnover, Ben is will kentucky attack alante taylor on the first possession of the game for kentucky's offense i asked this because alante had a quote that kentucky is using his bull in the board material saying that hey man we don't lose to kentucky we don't lose to kentucky and kentucky fans Kentucky coach has taken it and put it in his back pocket. We'll see if he pulls it out on Saturday or if he doesn't pull it out at all. It doesn't matter if Tennessee wins. But because you have a starting corner making these comments, do you think Kentucky will go after and attack Alante Taylor? First offensive possession for Kentucky, touchdown or turnover? That's a that's a good question. And one that neither of us know the answer to. Not for sh- not for certain. <laughs> so, um, and and I'm hesitating because I I can I can see it happening, but I can also see them trying to establish the run early and, and often uh, because again, as I mentioned. Last segment, Kentucky has really struggled on the deep ball since the UTC game earlier this year. And I mentioned this stat on Monday, I believe it was, uh, from SEC StatCap. I encourage you to go follow SEC underscore StatCap on Twitter. Has a lot of great stats involving SEC football. And uh, he tweeted out that since the Chattanooga matchup, Kentucky is 0 for 10 with two interceptions on its deep pass attempts. 0 for 10 with two interceptions on deep balls. And it's it's been even worse on just even passes 10 plus yards down down the field. So those intermediate throws. Uh, 12 of 33, three touchdowns to five interceptions. And just 6.4 yards per attempt. So Kentucky's struggling to throw the football right now. And if you go watch it on film, Swain, you you see that the opportunity is there for plays to be made. I, I don't think it's a play calling issue for Kentucky. Liam Cohen coming in from the Rams. He's he's dialing it up at the right time, especially in the Mississippi State game. There were at least three instances off the top of my head. In, in which the, the deep ball was open, the play was open, and late Will throw. Levis just either was late with the ball and got picked off, or he just overthrew the receiver. Yep. So that makes me think that no, Tennessee is not going to pick on Alante to start the game just because of his comments. I, I think that they may try to pick on him in the run game by running to his side of the field and maybe trying to, to, to steamroll him and cockroach him, put him on his back, put put some tire marks on his back. I think that's may, how they may try uh, to bully him. And, and for Kentucky, they're going to have to win this football game on the ground. They're, they're going to have to establish the, the running game and, and hopefully be better on play action. I mean, even I saw uh, a stat on, on Kentucky throwing play action. Will Levis was just three for six, 50%. So um, – they, they need to try to get the play action going again. So I, I think they'll try to establish the run, and I, I think they'll come out and try to run it down Tennessee's throat. There's no way to 100% know this until we get to the game, but I'm saying touchdown. I think they will because Ole Miss took some shots towards Alante Taylor's side, not because Alante had anything to say, just because you know they, they felt like those guys at Ole Miss ran better. And honestly, Alante got beat. The, the the throw was 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 um, too far for the receiver, but Ole Miss had some shots, and then you saw Alante uh, get beat on the on the slant and go, the sluggo, in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. 
So, I don't know, Alante is, is a good player, but he has some weaknesses. And I'm pretty sure if they can match up Waddell Robinson on Alante with some double moves or just some routes where he's able to show off his speed, they might have some opportunities. But it's Will Levis' ability to deliver the football. That's a question. Will he have enough time, and will he be accurate if he does get the time? So I'm going to say touchdown. I think Kentucky will take some shots, and I think because Alante is a starting corner that he's going to like he's going to have to defend those shots. I don't think Kentucky's going to be able to run the football just um, to beat Tennessee. I think Kentucky's going to have to hit some deep shots and make some plays down the football field, some explosive plays. I don't think Kentucky is is built to just methodically beat you with just running the football. Uh, and I don't think Tennessee is a football team that's going to let you do it. If you're going to beat Tennessee, it has to be with, with you know how Ole Miss was able to do it, um, how Alabama was able to do it, and that is explosive plays. Now, Ole Miss was able to do it with their run, uh, with their quarterback, and then they hit some big plays over the top. Alabama had two receivers go for 100 yards. Kentucky, I don't believe, will, will be able to just run the football for four quarters and just beat Tennessee. They do not have um, a triple option offense right now with Lynn uh, Bowden back there. And they almost had opportunity to beat Tennessee. But I just don't feel like Kentucky being one-dimensional is going to going to benefit Kentucky at all as far as winning this football game. But I'm going to touch down, man. I think they're going to, I think they're going to try to go after Lante Taylor. It's a night game. Um, they want to make sure that they get the crowd into it. And the best way to do it is to score in their opening possession. And be ready, Alante. The ball's coming your way. Hopefully, hopefully, Alante's able to hook up Vol Nation with some cookies this week. Going to need some turnovers for sure. Because Jonathan Wade, you missed the show uh, on Friday, but Jonathan Wade, former Tennessee DB, was like, hey, man, where are my cookies? <laughs> I don't know how he uh, you know, found out about that because I don't think he's on social media. Uh, like that on Twitter, maybe Instagram. Yeah, maybe maybe the broadcast. Uh, I had to ask him, but Jonathan Way brought up, like, hey, man, you tell number two, tell Taylor, man, make a play. I'm trying to get these cookies. <laughs> I'm trying to get these cookies. So, Alante will have plenty of opportunities, I think, on Saturday because I think Kentucky's coming. All right, let's get to the phones and let's get to Dave Tona. Dave Tona, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? Man, wonderful. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. That's good uh, to hear. Wayne? Yes, sir. You know, the other day I called in and I was I was complimenting uh or I was saying I was thankful for uh I think it was a ball nation saying that he, you know, about my my previous conversation. And then, uh, well, I'm going to play a little. I'm going to play a little instigator today, and I'm going to poke a little fun at old Benjamin because uh, after I got off the air, and you know, people were talking about Florida's a different breed; it's its own place. And if you need proof in that, all you have to listen to is Dave Dave Tona when he talks when he when he calls in in his conversation. So, you know, I, I give you the crown most of the time about being an instigator. And, and Ben will admit to being an instigator, but I don't think a lot of people realize how much of an instigator Ben is. So I'm going to instigate Ben a little bit. Okay. Ben does really good work in describing describing situations. You know, he does his homework. Okay. But something that he just failed miserably at. Miserably, man. He was talking about the day when he was a bat boy and the World Series MVP was playing there and he lost it, he forgot his sunglasses. And Ben supposedly had this conversation with this Cuban guy. <laughs> now I wish that you could go back and play Ben's voice in describing how this Cuban guy spoke back to Ben because it was flat out a Japanese or Chinese accent. <laughs> no, it was, and this guy it was terrible. Cuban. It was absolutely. I mean, I mean, you sometimes, Ben. Uh, sometimes, Ben. Uh, you just need to stick with what you know, bro. That's he was, fair. Because that that like, voice impersonation is not one of them. 
Yes, nah, I agree. Being, that's not that's not being that's not my suit. forte. Mm-mm. No, not at all. And and you know, I don't even know how Ben understood them because I didn't know that they had minor league translators for guys <laughs> because this guy sure as heck had no idea what the American announcer was asking him uh, last night without his uh, without his interpreter. This is so, true. He knows how to say thank you. He did. He did end his his uh, (laughs) interview on the podium with the trophy. He did. He did say thank you in English to to all the Braves fans. So he he did know how to say thank you to me. Interpreter. Yeah, but you you said he said more than that, Ben. You said he said your name and everything. You must have took a foul ball in the head that game. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he can repeat my name to me if I tell him. He can repeat it back to me. Well, I don't know. I mean, I he, he. he could probably do that, but he probably can't do it in Japanese or Chinese. This is true. You 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 have not told a a single uh, lie since since you have been on the airwaves this morning, Dave Tona. Just I am an instigator. I, I admit to it. I, I instigate probably more than than people realize, and and I am not good at mimicking accents, which is good because I, I probably won't be canceled anytime soon. <laughs> And, and, you know, I don't know why people are going to get offended because uh, whoever the announcer was said, back home in Marietta. You know, they are called the Atlanta Braves, and they were stationed in Atlanta for a very long time. But right now, they do play in Marietta. They're called the Atlanta Braves. That's okay. The uh, Tennessee Titans are called Tennessee Titans, but they play in Nashville. They call the Tennessee Titans. So you call them what their, what, what their name is. It's called yeah, Atlanta Braves. That doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean that that's where you play. I mean, that their stadium, their new awesome stadium, is in Marietta, Georgia. Hey, the Washington football team they 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 don't they don't play in Washington. They play, you know, I think like land land over Maryland. So just because your well, stadium, you can't even really use them guys because I mean, when you got a when you got a team name like the Washington football team, I don't think they really know where they are or what they do. I mean, they've been playing the same stadium as they were before when they were called. The <clears throat> go back to the phone. So what I, I do want to point out that I thought it was f- funny that uh, everybody was mad at Joe Buck for mentioning that the the Braves have not re-signed Freddie Freeman or, or given him a contract. That was a, another thing that Joe Buck said that really made Braves fans mad, and the Braves deserved that comment. They deserved that comment. They you have no right them. to be upset with Joe Buck. Be upset with the Braves because it's it's uh, egregious that they have not re-signed exactly. Freddie Freeman. The fact that they have not given him a contract after all he has given to the organization. Again, he's homegrown, like I said earlier. They had some abysmal years of tanking to set themselves up for high draft picks, and not once did Freddie complain. He's the best player on the team. He's the leader on the team. The fact that the Braves have not paid him is egregious. So I, I didn't understand the frustration with Joe Buck making that comment. May, maybe not the time when he's trotting around the bases. I, I get that part of it. But the Braves deserved that comment because it's embarrassing that they have not already signed Freddie Freeman. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. Who's next? Corton Vaughn. Corton Vaughn, good morning. Good morning. How about Dave Tona trying to call Ben out his name and tell him to stay in his lane? That's... He was trying, man. Ouch. I just, I just don't know how I I'm going to recover. That, I don't know what an interpretator is. <laughs> I never heard that before. <laughs> I had Teddy Bruski on me. I was like, well, hey, inter- interpretator, what is that? Come on, man. I to, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I need to get in a dictionary. I ain't never heard that word before. <laughs> Y'all ever seen a, a grown man twerk and do the, the tomahawk chop at the same time? Uh, I saw Seth Stokes doing it on Twitter last night. Brad Matthews as well. <laughs> oh, man, I guess I wasn't the only one then. I know Stokes was twerking. Well, I looked over at me like, what in the hell's wrong with you? And, and Ben didn't give oh, Seth but, uh, his love at the beginning of the show either, man. He forgot about Stokes, who's a diehard Braves fan. I did give Stokes some love because I mentioned Jennifer Morris, Big Orange Mac, and then I said 
I'm I'm gonna stop right there so I don't forget anybody. Can't and, forget and, Stokes. And Seth falls under the umbrella <laughs> no, of no. not being you forgot forgotten about, about Stokes. him and Brad. I didn't forget about him. If it wasn't for Stokes, there'll be no Ben McKee in the Knoxville media. You got to say Stokes true. first. Green card revoked. <laughs> I bet Jennifer's out doing donuts in the parking lot this morning. Oh, definitely. Uh, no, I, I just kind of wanted to chop it up a little bit with you guys about that. It was cool to see that. I've, I've been a fan of them since I was a little kid. So it's, it's good to see. Um, but, uh, I, I just, man, I just. These Kentucky fans are getting on my nerves because you give them a little taste of success. And granted, now they 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 played hard. They earned their right to talk a little smack, but I'm more on board with what you guys have been saying. That six and two record is I mean, that's that's a little bit fraudulent because I they do they've just not been playing clean football in a lot nope. of in, in all three phases. They really haven't. I'm not impressed. I mean, yeah, does their front four give you a little pause? I believe it really does. And I think their offensive line is above average, even in this league. I think it's I think it's very, very solid. But you have to have the right guy pulling the trigger back there behind that line. I just don't. I, Will Evans doesn't scare me. He doesn't. Have they truly improved from – What was the previous quarterback? Terry. Terry Wilson. Terry Wilson Jr. I don't know if they really improved, man. Thanks for the phone call uh, there, Corinth Duvall. How they really, really improved? I don't know. I mean, let's go look at the AP Top 25. And we know the top teams, top five teams. But when you start looking at teams with two losses, Auburn, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, BYU, Iowa, Kentucky, I'm sorry, but Kentucky is the the worst two lost teams in the SEC. Auburn, Texas A&M. Now, I'm not going to speak on BYU because, quite frankly, I haven't followed BYU. But you got Ole Miss, A&M, and Auburn right there in the SEC. Kentucky is 6-2 and two as well. And I'm sorry, like, Kentucky loses to all these teams that they play this week. All three of them they would lose to, in my opinion. So, Kentucky fans, football is better. This is what one thing you can say. Your football program is better. That's it. Don't get too full of yourself. Your football team is better. Nothing more, nothing less. Still not ready to take that step. Not ready just yet. It's better. It's better. I got a message. Someone said that Tennessee was the best four-loss team. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But this matchup for Tennessee, it's right. It's 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 one that you that you wanted. After the bye week, you're playing good football. Your players are still locked and loaded. There's some teams around the country where players are checked out. Florida players are checked out. Coaches are trying to make sure they're able to keep guys from going to the transfer portal. But you got guys on Tennessee's team that still dialed in. And listen, Alabama, uh, Kentucky players look like they dialed in for the most part. So it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. But I said it on Monday. I said it on a Wednesday. I got Tennessee winning this game. By how much? Uh, do I gotta tell you right now? Single digits, double digits. Do I gotta tell you right now? You can tell me single, single or double digits on a Wednesday. I'm gonna go single to give myself a little room <laughs> to say double by tomorrow, and then triple by Friday. <laughs> triple digits by Friday. A six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Be right back. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. 
I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture, because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. Com. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. For around the SEC, 
here on the Swain event. Swain event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. It's the bottom of the hour. Man, it is definitely November. It is definitely November. They remember what you do in November. They certainly remember what you do. Tennessee with a chance to go three and one in their last four, maybe even four and zero, but I'm not holding my breath for that one. But have a chance to go three and one and get to a bowl game. Did you say four and zero? Tell me you weren't paying attention without telling me you wouldn't pay attention. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I heard you. I, I did say that. It is. It's just interesting. I said I said they have a chance, but I'm not going to hold my breath for that one. My exact words. Meaning that they're not beating Georgia. But you said they had a chance. Yeah, they play a game, man. Just like the Braves had a chance to win the World Series, and early in the season, they were terrible. They weren't terrible. They were slightly above average. That's why they play the game, like Vince Morrow said, the Kentucky assistant coach. So I'm, that's why I said I'm not holding my breath for that to happen. Sorry, Ben. You're caught not paying attention. No, no, it's all good. You, you, you're getting caught up in the Kool-Aid on a Wednesday. It's all good. It's all good. Kool-Aid? Kool-Aid. I'm not sip, holding sip my breath Kool-Aid. for Kentucky, for Tennessee to beat Georgia means I don't think Tennessee's going to beat Georgia. No, it means that you think they have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Oh, boy. Okay, man. What you got for around the SEC? The initial college football playoff rankings totally were, or it's, it's called just joking around having a good time, oh, not, yeah. not being nice, serious. Nice save, Ben. No, just being dead serious. Uh, the initial college football playoff rankings were announced last night, and the top four teams ruffled some feathers because Cincinnati came in at number six. Uh, the top four teams were Georgia, number one, Alabama, number two, Michigan State, number three, Oregon, number four. Ohio State was five, sandwiched in between the top four and Cincinnati at six. Michigan was seven, Oklahoma eight, Wake Forest was ninth, and uh, Notre Dame round, rounded out the top ten at number ten. Uh, the AP poll is pointless at this point of the season. I mean, why even have the AP poll? Because it's nowhere close to what the college football playoff poll is. And that's the one that matters because everyone's playing the game to win a championship. No one's playing the, the game today to be a AP champion. They're playing the game to be a college football playoff champion. So look how crazy this thing is. You mentioned the top 10 playoff teams, but the AP poll has Georgia number one and Cincinnati number two. Cincinnati number two. They got Bamlet three. Ohio State is at six here. It makes like it makes no sense. Oklahoma's at four. But you go over here and look at the playoff rankings. The top four teams, Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, and Oregon. Oregon is at seven. With the AP poll. Get rid of the AP poll the moment the college football poll comes out. Because no one cares about the AP poll at this point. Now, honestly, the first college football poll doesn't really do anything for me either. Because there's games that need to be played. Michigan State plays Ohio State. They have a a lot of big games coming coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Not just... Ohio State, I think they also – have they already played Penn State? I think that's coming up as well. Michigan State still has to play Penn State. They Ohio still, State, as you mentioned, and I think there's an, another team in there that they still have left to play. So, like, this this week, it just it just really it just really doesn't matter. But it's good to talk about. Um, I don't know how Oregon ended up at number four, but they lost early in the season, so that, that helps. I think Michigan State is where they belong in the top four. And it doesn't matter if Michigan State is at four or number three or number two. You're going to play SEC team first. Just get in and then take your bubble. You're going to play SEC team. Because Bama and Georgia, unless Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship, 
the playoffs will have two SEC teams. So one way to ensure that Bama does not make it to the playoff is Georgia beating them in the SEC championship game. But if Bama beats Georgia, Georgia still is going to go. And so Michigan State is going to play an SEC team if that happens. Mm. I don't know how Oregon is at number four. Because they have probably the best win in the entire country. They beat uh, Ohio, Ohio State, State on the road. On the road. So that that's I'm fine with Oregon being number four. They don't they don't really pass the eye test for me, but their their resume I think is deserving of of number four. Uh, even over Cincinnati would be the the only team that I would consider putting in over Oregon. I'm Oregon beat Ohio State on the road, so I'm not going to put Ohio State in over Oregon. Uh, the head-to-head in that situation should matter. Uh, Cincinnati's undefeated, and, and like I said a moment ago, that that would be the one team that I would argue to put in over Oregon if I if I was going to put in a team over Oregon. But I, I do think Oregon's resume is better, even with, with one loss, and C- Cincinnati hasn't necessarily passed the eye test the last couple of weeks. Navy, Tulane d- didn't look all that great in those games. It's It's been several weeks since Cincinnati was dominant uh, against a a legitimate opponent. They should have took care of business. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Not putting Michigan in over Oregon. Not putting Oklahoma in over Oregon. Not putting Wake Forest in over Oregon. And, I mean, now we're at number 10, Notre Dame. So, um, I, I'm, I'm okay with Oregon being in there. And, and this will all play itself out what what's interesting is is i assume that georgia and alabama went out and meet in the sec championship game the committee claims that if alabama loses to georgia that it will not make the playoff will it stand by that if if that does indeed happen if if georgia does indeed take care of business against alabama will they leave out a two-loss alabama team i mean i think you have to yeah, I think and I think part you have of it to. Depends on what the other teams do. Yeah, I mean you you have you have an undefeated Wake Forest that's played a. I mean, you look at the schedule from Wake Forest. The ACC has been poo, poo poo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even identify like Wake Forest's best win. Honestly, I I, I can't. I mean, they played Florida State, Virginia, Louisville, Syracuse, Duke. Inside of the ACC, inside of the conference. If you're going to pick a best win for Wake Forest, who would it be? I, They're eight and zero. I, I don't know. They, now they do play North Carolina, NC State, uh, Clemson, and then Boston College. But like, honestly, the best win may be at Army, and, and even that game they gave up 56 points. Yeah, they scored 70 and gave up 56. So like, Wake Forest is undefeated. Congratulations, but. I think they are where they need to be right there at nine. Um, they are certainly better teams that are ahead of them and should be ahead of them. Michigan's at seven. Oklahoma. I, I'm, I'm tired of seeing Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I just. We know they're frauds. I just, I, I think, I think the, the committee is tired of looking at them too because they have them at, at eight. Um, Cincinnati. You can't complain because you should have took care of business and beat down teams that you're supposed to beat down. If you are one of the top, you know, four teams in the country, you should have handled business uh, in a better way. So Michigan State, um, Ohio State, that's going to wash out. And it'll be one of those two teams that's going to be uh, there at the end. But, again, first college football ranking, eh, eh. It, it don't really matter right yeah. now. A lot, a lot of football to be played. I'm with you. My, my problem is – I didn't have a problem with the rankings last night. They all made sense to me, and I, I do agree with the top four. And and I, I guess I would maybe put Cincinnati ahead of Ohio State at five because Cincinnati is undefeated. Uh, maybe Oklahoma deserves to be up a spot, although I'm with you on Oklahoma. They are 9-0. and Don't really pass the eye test, though. My, so, like, I, I'm fine with last night's rankings. My problem is that we have a system where Cincinnati is not being rewarded for a great season. I, I recognize that Cincinnati does not play in a great conference. I, I recognize 
that Cincinnati, if it were to play Georgia and Alabama in the college football playoffs, that Cincinnati would likely lose those football games. I would be stunned if Georgia or Alabama beat them. I think they, I think they position where they should be. Yeah, my 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 thing is that like I I. I, I don't like that we have a system to where Cincinnati can can do everything in its power and still not make the playoffs. Well, I mean, listen, they're undefeated, just like Wake Forest is undefeated. But, you know, their their best win is on the road at Notre Dame, right? That's a pretty good win. It's a good win. It's a dang good win. But you can't put them in front of Ohio State right now. You can't put them in front of Oregon. You can't put them in front of Michigan State. You can't put them in front of Alabama. You can't put them in front of Georgia. In front of Georgia. So, like, they're a six – now, they're going to move up by default if they continue to, to, to win because there's going to be some teams that kind of cancel each other out. Um, and, you know, I, I hate that for them, but there's going to be some other teams that's going to be on the outside looking in too because there's other teams that are just as good, if not better, that will have better wins and uh, that are more deserving. No, I'm, I'm with you. Like I said, I'm fine with where Cincinnati is at. My problem is a separate conversation to the rankings. So basically expanding the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. We should not have a – and I've ranted about this before many times. It's the fact that college football, as far as I'm aware, is the only sport in America, in the world, in which at the start of the season a team doesn't have – or every team does not have a realistic opportunity – at playing for a national championship. I, I recognize that Cincinnati is in a, a non-Power 5 conference, but if, if that's going to be the case and, and college football's power brokers aren't going to give Cincinnati a realistic shot at winning a national championship, then their own type of championship should be formed because it, it's just not fair that they're, they're lumped in as a Division One school, an FBS school, yet at the beginning of the season, they can, they can do everything in their power. They can go undefeated, they can run the table, they can win their conference, and they don't get a chance to play for a national championship. Yeah, no, I get it. That, that's, that's whack to me. And like, is, I, I agree that Cincinnati that is, is slotted where they should be, but it, to me it's just that that's what's wrong with college football is that there are these teams that, that legitimately don't have a chance to win a national championship. Yep. No matter what they do, Cincinnati could run the table, and, and there's a chance that they don't make the playoffs. Yep. And, I agree and that, to me, is absurd. I agree. I agree. Let's get to uh, Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, individuals. Good morning. Hey, if you talk to Stokes and see how happy he is about this uh, Braves win the uh, World Series. I haven't talked to Stokes yet. I'm, I'm assuming he's happy and uh, twerking I, I and dropping it like it's hot. I'm assuming he's doing that at work. Yeah. Hey, uh, how many times do you think they'll talk about, and I, I just don't understand this, but their quarterback at Kentucky eating uh, rotten bananas. I mean, it looks like if you play for Kroger and Kroger Field, they get you bananas that wasn't rotten. But uh, apparently he eats rotten bananas. They showed it every time I've kind of, Seen Kentucky playing, they have to show that. Not rotten bananas, but bananas with the peel still on it. Yeah, rotten. I mean, dark red. I mean, black. Oh, rotten. I haven't seen that one. That's disgusting. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's rotten. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that you you, you uh, throw throw out. Uh, but uh, I was I was looking at schedule really and truly uh, the way it appears. Uh, that what we've had to deal with, we're not good enough to overcome uh, refs making poor calls and calling holding when they could call it every play, but just look calling the calling the plays one way. Uh, we're just not good enough to overcome that. And it seems like that in the SEC, the officials have kind of leaned toward the ones that need they need to have in the uh, rankings. And that may not be true, but it just appears that way. And I, that's just my opinion on that. But the other thing, uh, keeping with the same uh, theme of playing in, in a parking lot at Kroger's and Kroger Field, uh, 
there's a cleanup on aisle nine. What uh, do we need to uh, to do to win the game for them to call out there's a cleanup on whatever the number is, aisle seven, aisle six? Uh, where do we need to export uh, them to win, and what do they need to do to beat us? And before I leave out of here, uh, we're the only really, really team standing in the way of Kentucky being 10-2 and two and uh, Georgia being undefeated. And uh, outside of that, their schedule uh, kind of leans for them to go unscathed the rest of the way out. Talk to you later. I'll get out of here. 865-255-03. Thanks for the phone call, Turkey Man. What does Tennessee have to do? Um, take care of the football. Take care of the football, limit penalties, and just be – who they've been over the last couple of weeks. That is a defense that has been uh, getting in the backfield, making plays uh, behind the line of scrimmage and, you know, create turnovers. We saw the punch in the Alabama game, forcing a fumble, creating opportunities. That's what Tennessee has to do. And Kentucky, like Ben mentioned, is the worst team in the country at turnover margin. Um, I don't know anything about the cleanup on aisle seven, eight, or nine, but – that's what Tennessee needs to do to, to win, and I think Tennessee can do those those things. Uh, I think Bama deserves to be in the college football playoff uh, top four right now. I think they are one of the four best teams in the country. Uh, I don't. It don't really matter what number you put them, but I believe Georgia, Bama, Michigan State belongs in there, and Oregon probably has the most impressive win out of. All of these teams, to be honest, on the road at Ohio State, uh, like Ben mentioned as well. So, uh, 865-255-03. Hour two will continue after this. For what is coming up on the Swain event. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup, or, if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. 
If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? It's time for, for what here on the Swain event. And boy, did we get a good one from our hometown in Huntsville, Alabama. Your hometown. Uh, Alabama fan. I had a bookmark. Let me see if I can find it again. Alabama fan was wildin'. <laughs> I like how... Um, Anytime another fan from another fan base does anything wrong, we got people in our fan base like, look, look, look at that fan. Look at that fan. Look at that fan. I DM'd it to you. Look at that fan. Look at that fan doing bad things, too. It ain't just our, it ain't just our fans. There's other fans doing bad stuff, too. It's like that. that's like one dude who did something bad. <laughs> I mean, the point is a small percentage of the fan base doesn't speak for the entire fan base. Simple as that. And this one fan, we'll say he speaks for the entire fan base, right? Because it's Bama. He's a Bammer. He's a Bammer. So this this guy speaks for the entire fan base, just like Harvey Updike. This is on WAAY31 in Huntsville, Alabama. Ben's favorite channel. When he goes home More to of visit. More guy. <laughs> uh, police say a 31-year-old man, Grant Collins of Huntsville, made his way inside of the Alabama locker room and raided the players' personal possessions. As, of, as tens of thousands of football fans cheered on the Alabama Tide inside of Bryant-Denny Stadium during their 2021 October 
the 23rd game against the Tennessee Volunteers. Police say that Grant Collins went into the locker room and took personal possessions. He's accusing stealing a backpack, driver's license, cigars, a speaker, Apple products, a Michael Kors purse, according to University of Alabama police report on the incident. It is unclear to whom the uh, property belonged to, but when reached for comment, Alabama football spokesman said he had not heard about a theft. Hmm, interesting. Collins faces a third-degree theft of property charge. Police said he was able to gain entry into the locker room through an unlocked door. Hmm, well, that's probably what happens when the door is unlocked. Collins faces a felony, third-degree theft of property charge. There you go. Georgia, Tennessee, LSU. There's your negative recruiting right there. Why would you want to go to Alabama? They letting the player stuff get jacked. Why would you want to go to Alabama? You hear that, they care, Walter? They don't care about your security. Alabama doesn't care about you. They don't care about your security. They just want to use your body to win football games. They don't care about your personal belongings, your Michael Kors bag, and your Apple products. Oh, boy. And, yes, I know Walter is feeling A&M right now. Cigars. But he is supposedly going to be at Alabama this weekend for the LSU game. Cigars. Oh, oh boy. gave me the cigars in the locker room against Tennessee. That triggered you? It triggered me, man. But I don't I don't blame you. But Grant Collins gets a big time for what? Um, how the doors are unlocked around there? That's weird. Yeah, and trust me, I, I was obviously there. There's a ton of security. Man, he's he's like Brad Pitt from Ocean's Eleven, man. Like George Clooney. How did he get in there? <laughs> he looks like he went to Buckhorn, though, from Huntsville. No, he looks like he went to Madison County. Don't even try that. <laughs> he looks like he went to Madison County this, or Hazel Green. This Grant Collins dude. I'm, I'm sorry, Jordan Beck, but he looks like he went to Hazel Green. <laughs> he looks like a he looks like a county kid. No, he 1,000 percent does look like a county kid. But <laughs> see, at, at Buckhorn, we produce. World Series champions. We 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 produce first round picks in the MLB draft. We 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 produce the best fullback in the NFL. We 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 produce NFL players and and MLB players and bloggers who sit up here and just sound stupid in a microphone. That, that's what we do at Buckhorn, at Madison County, or or at Hazel Green High School, <laughs> that's where the bums that steal things are produced. You probably went to Huntsville High. <laughs> probably. Probably. Probably with the Grissom. Huntsville and Grissom stays getting in trouble. I mean, looks like he went to Grissom too, man. I'm going to ask my friends back home and see. And see where he went to school. Let, I'm let me, praying it ain't Grissom. Let, let me look up on Facebook if we have any mutual friends. <laughs> what's, it, what's his name? Grant something? Grant Collins. Oh, he popped up. Grant Collins. Oh, he's all on the news. Oh, we'll find out during the break. This will be easy. Swain Event, be right back. <laughs> 